shit's about to hit the fan. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 391. This is your captain speaking along with El Jefe Moses Marquez. Top of the morning, baby. Top of the morning. It's a brand new week, thankfully. Um, but it does not come without its drama. Saturday. Saturday was a clash at the castle. Sunday was clash in the locker room. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> the brawl from Chicago. <laughs> uh, the all-out fallout. Say, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's a mayhem in the arena. I don't know. We were fucking coming out with all kinds of goddamn names. Well, at least now we know what the sequel to uh, Fight Forever is going to be. It's AEW Backstage Assault. That's fine. Let's fucking roll with it, baby. <laughs> I'm dying. Let's just uh, jump straight into it. Um, so, all-out was a great pay-per-view. And then yeah. after the show is what everybody's talking about, which is CM Punk... I'm I'm sorry, I don't care. Uh, I don't there we go. Care. Are I we don't gonna, care. We're gonna throw down after this. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. We're somebody with an Ace Steel shirt. I don't know how you get one of those. I heard it's just like an indie thing. <laughs> you print your own. You print your own, and then you bite. You take a bite out of it. Bro, Grogu's gonna be throwing chairs around and biting somebody. And biting somebody. Watch your ankles. <laughs> Lord um, Jesus. So Punk made a lot of comments in the media scrum. Um. Mostly about Hangman, Colcabana, and the rest of the EVPs. Now, initially, I think I, many people, were under the impression this is all a work. Well, a lo- people, I think people are still, like, divided. Even I'm just like, eh, I, I, I don't know. Um, because I get the, I, I can't help but think, like, Punk, he came back after seven years, a year ago. Mm. Um, he more than likely named his price. Whatever price he wanted, Tony would have paid it. Right. Why would he jeopardize his position or throw all of that away if this was legit? Like, he sat right next to the owner of the company talking all this shit about Hangman and Colt and the EVPs. And not once did Tony just lean over and go, hey, Phil, come on now. Which is, that I think is where the biggest problem of this whole thing, just where it's escalating it. I think that's why it's garnered so much attention. It's the fucking boss was right there, and he just kept doing this. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, I I dig it, you know what I mean? I, he was fucking chugging shit all fucking night long, the guy was. Every time I turn around, he had something else in his fucking hand. But you're the boss. You could have been like, bro, hey, you know, maybe this isn't the time. I understand, and then, but, but then again, he started about making this all about the shit with Colt Cabana or Scott Colt, whatever the fuck it was, Colton, Scott Colton, Colton. There you go. Um, like, so he keeps making it about him, making it about him, making it about him. Which, by the way, he's really good friends with the Young Bucks. So I under okay. So I was like, all right, I get it. You, we all get it. You have a lot of beef with fucking Cole Cabana. We dig it. Fine, that's cool. Then, with no fucking rhyme, reason, warning, he starts shitting on Hangman Page. Why? What? Ha- like the thing. The thing that kills me is apparently 
before all this went down, he was having issues with people because they weren't listening to him. He yeah. was giving out that worldly advice and they weren't fucking taking it for a, a, a fucking bar of gold and running into the bank with it. They were saying, oh, thanks. You know, again, these aren't fucking nerds in the E that went through NXT carrying a fucking keg over their head. Most of these dudes spent just as much time as fucking you did on the indie scene. So they've been there. So your fucking advice, bro, they've done it. They've been there. But we hey, but we appreciate you stopping by. But he seems to think that, you know, I'm I'm the god of professional re- No, bro. You're not the god of professional wrestling. But it turned into a big old fucking spiel. And then the way he he's like, what it, the fucking line that kills me the most is we have a bunch of EVPs running around here telling lies, and they're the same guys that couldn't run a target. First off, I, I, I see teenagers running targets, but that's beside the point. The, the thing that kills me is the people that are spreading the lies are the people sitting in front of you, and you pointed yeah. them out. You're like, if you're a part of this, fuck you. And if you're not, I'm sorry. So then how is it the EVPs are spreading the shit? When it's the people in front of you that you just called out. So it's like he's had, I think the heat around this thing has been, has been just ready to boil over for fucking ever. And it finally went down. It finally went down. And here's the, here's the worst, best part about it. That's the last time you're going to see CM Punk in AEW. Some people are going to love that decision. Some people are going to hate that decision, but mark my words. This is the last time you will see CM Punk in AEW. And A Steel. He's gone too. We never even saw A Steel before last week. <laughs> I know. I'm still it's trying like... to fucking find this nerd. They're like, oh, he was his fucking tag partner back in the day. See, well, like you're saying, that's the last time you've seen Punk. Unless it is so a huge, elaborate ruse, which would be amazing because they've sold it so well if it is. I mean, but. The f- hey, the- they, I don't mean to interrupt you, but they sold the fuck out of us with the MJF thing. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I can't um, put And Ace Steel is one major ingredient mm-hmm. in making me feel like it's a little worky because, like, they brought him in last week as a producer. Never seen him in AEW before. Not once. Then, we're, then we get this fight backstage, and Ace Steel is apparently throwing chairs around and biting Nick, and he may be suspending, like, so... Where the fuck was he before all of this? It's like they brought him in just for this. It seems a tad bit fishy that all of a sudden this cat's been here two weeks and he's fucking fighting the bucks. When you put it in a bubble like that, you fucking are screaming the the, the fan and it's, it's goddamn work. It's a work. It's a work. <laughs> it's a work. But then again. If it is, like, again, they're, if it is, they're doing every fucking single thing you can oh, to yeah. make it, you know, super believable. Look at the opening video to Dynamite. Not one sign of, of, of the Bucks, of Kenny Omega, of CM Punk. And they did the same with MJF. Mm-hmm. Like the week, the week after that promo, he was gone from everything. Yes, he was. So... Um. I mean, if you, I, I, I hate to keep balancing the beam right now. Everybody's <laughs> like, what side are we tipping, bro? It's, it's hard to tell. I'm, 
I'm kind of taking this whole thing. A li- if I could call it, if I'm if I'm leaning one side, I'm like fifty one percent. This is the shoot. Fifty one yeah. out of fifty. Yeah, out of, out of forty nine. I mean, if I can, I'm right there. Tomorrow it might change, but for today, I'm still thinking it's a shoot. All the reports I've been listening to have all said that like this has been. This was a real McFucking deal thing. Um, it's just nobody can get the story straight. Did the no. kick? The, did the buck kick the door in, or did they walk in? You know, Teddy says they I, fucking I, pulled a good old fashioned Cali move and kicked the fucking door in. I said they probably <laughs> knocked and walked in, you know, because they are from you know the suburbs. These guys are for the Rancho Cucamangs from the Cucamongas, you know, where it's you know. It is still the Inland Empire. You can still get nasty and grimy if you need to, but we're going to do it in these nice million point two, you know, $1.2 million homes, you know what I'm saying? But we kick your ass anyway. They probably yeah. walked in and said, so uh, so you're talking shit? You got a problem? You can't just fucking come to us like a goddamn grown adult? And then fight happened. And I think the reason we like balancing the beam so much is because... We don't like to be made fools. Of. Like we we pride ourselves on being smarts, right? Smart Mac Radio, it's all go. in the name. So, like, we 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 know how wrestling works. We're not stupid. No. But sometimes we fall for the kayfabe shit, and that's cool. So when stuff like this happens, we have to look at it from all angles, take every single thing with a grain of salt, and mm. try not to be convinced either way. Because then when we say it's definitely this, and it turns out to be the other thing. We look stupid. Exactly. But we're, exa- we're uh, say you laid it out perfectly. We're taking it for face value. Yeah. We know the business, but we also understand what they're trying to do. It, is it possible that it's all real? Absolutely. But there's also evidence that it could be a giant work. And if it is, hey, applaud to them. And um, that's exactly it. It's not like it's a negative that it ends up if it ends up being a work. It's not like it's a fucking negative. It's again, they sold you again. MJF was fucking on his way to the E. He was hanging out with trips. <laughs> they were getting fucking sandwiches in goddamn Connecticut. No, the fuck they weren't. You believed it all. Everybody, the fucking E marks were buying scarves and the whole shebang. And what happens? He comes out to the motherfucking Rolling Stones, baby. Oh. Great, great song. Is it No Sympathy for the Devil, I think is the name yeah. of the song? Yeah. Great song, by the way. Um, we'll get into MGF in in just a second. Um, what else was I going to say about this fucking... Like, we're also in a generation where... Everybody knows how wrestling works. Nobody falls for storylines anymore, so they have to come up with more and more creative ways to do it to try and sell you on it. This mm-hmm. would be a great example. And like, take WWE a few weeks ago with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins dropping in the f bombs, and your wife left you, your kids hate you. People were taken aback by that because it was so real. I, I mean, mean obviously, many... obviously it was work because otherwise they wouldn't have put it on TV. But I was going to say, so how many good. people? How many people thought they were watching real fucking security cam footage? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying it's pro wrestling when we were growing up used to blur the lines on a regular. Easy That's how they got you. That's how you got invested, you got sunk in, however you want to spin it. It was it was a matter of 
a play in you. And, it, and it's not like it was a negative thing. You're meant to fall. You're meant to get suckered in. That is the point of this. You're me- you're meant to, uh, uh, what is it, uh, extend your disbelief to an extreme point because it's, oh, holy crap, I'm so captivated by what's going on. Did we really think The Undertaker possessed people? Do you really think he was going to sacrifice Stephanie McMahon? I mean, like, I, the things I'm talking about here, it's like, uh, did, how many people, I mean, to, I, I love going back this way, how many people believe that the NWO was truly invading WCW? Right. I mean, this blurred line thing is nothing new. How many fucking, people thought Pillman really tried to shoot Stone Cold? I was just going to say, I was <laughs> fucking Glock, 19, Glock 18, baby. <laughs> because that was done really well, too. They, like, they cut the feed and everything after the gunshot. They were pretty, literally in Pillman's house. Pretty sure there was an F-bomb, too, right before the camera cut. Yep. They were literally in Pillman's house with Pillman's literal wife at the time and everything. They made it as believable as possible. And all they did, all the only thing they did different is they used a prop gun and they cut the feed right before anything real happened. Yeah. Right. Now, <clears throat> on the flip side, if this is all real, um, the fucking egos need to chill the fuck yeah. out if this is all real. Let's keep it like one million on that. I will. Not a lot of people are defending him, but I will say punk isn't completely guilty in all of this. Like, there is blame on all sides. Um, and as far as Cole Cabana goes, I don't give a shit. Like, Punk's not the bad guy in that situation. Cole no, tried but... to sue him because he couldn't afford the legal costs. That's the funniest part of it all. And, I mean, like, I, I for the most part, was, and I hate saying it like this because I don't mean to say it like this, but I do mean to say it like this. I was okay with the burial of Cole Cabana. That's fine. You got your press time. You really want to use it to fucking, uh, you know, to shit talk this guy. That is your own personal choice. Do what you wish. But if you've got beef with EVPs and you haven't fucking tried to sit down and talk to these fucking nerds, why in the fuck do you think using this right here is a good idea? Let me fucking use this thing right here in the middle of nothing but beat writers. And fucking just unravel my, you know, grievances right then and there. And then on top of that, the same notion. Why in the motherfuck are the Bucks and and goddamn Kenny beelining it like a motherfucking trio, like a true trio from Mexico, just barging in rooms like, give me your fucking money. What are you, bro? (laughs) What are you guys doing? This isn't you. This isn't high school. You can't be, you know. Bullying people, oh, you got to shit talk us? Let me beat you down, three, two, three, one, whatever. I don't care. Y'all couldn't say something? Y'all couldn't call them on the phone the next morning? Hey, let's fucking, uh, let's go deal with this beef that supposedly you got with us. You know what I mean? You couldn't, you couldn't be a professional route? I mean, again, if this is meant to sell tickets, I'm buying. You know what I mean? Sign me up. Let me know where to go. But if it's not, when the fuck did y'all go back to high school? Because that's this screams high school. The, the the funniest part that I read about the, uh, the the brawl was like I think the Bucks had already began brawling with Punk, and Ace Steel was screaming at somebody, and Kenny took Larry away. 
to get him out of the room because he was getting scared and then he came back. See, Ken, uh, even see, even in the midst of all this chaos, Kenny is a caring individual. I was just going to say, I was like, the heart on this guy. <laughs> and people want to hate him. People want to give him some shit right now because they're extra punk fans. He made sure Larry was okay, okay? He gave a shit. Yeah. He gave a shit. But I, I, um, I don't know. This is, it's, I'm not, like I said, I'm still, it, it, I got to be on the balance beam. Leaning more towards the shoot, but it's just like it just it's um, as much as I'm just I want to be like fuck yeah these guys and their goddamn ego and it really truly took over. It just even sounds weird saying it out loud. You know what I mean? There's too many goddamn factors to say that this is a fucking work. Yeah, punk punk was posing with the Bucks. Not I think two three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a photo shoot exactly i don't know but uh it's, yeah either way we've got new trio champions um we're mm-hmm. on the way to getting a new world champion um again again you know what like i said on facebook if this is the work or not it's fucking tragic that punk has picked up a serious injury both times now that he's won the AEW world title he can't wrestle this style and I think he knew that he knew that shit back in the E when he was talking, when he was, you know, talking all that mess back then. He's this isn't that same style. This requires you to actually have to go out there and do more than just the basics. You know what I mean? Do more than just, you know, the the was it level two moves kind of shit. You got to go out there. You really got to work. Sometimes you're going to take a couple of shots. You know, you're going to fall funky, especially being out for as long as he has. Yeah, so I, I'm not surprised that he got hurt again. I just I'm. I'm just like fucking great. This is why I didn't want the guy as world champion to begin with, because now he's already a two-time champ with fucking less with less than a day of reign in both of them. Yeah. Um, like he had one of the best comebacks I've ever seen last year uh, when he debuted in AEW. Clearly, the loudest pop I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and yeah. we've now come to this. Which is why I really want it to be at work. Because if this is the end of Punk's legacy, after all that time away, then what a fucking shame. That, yeah, big ass shame. Seriously. So please Waste. be at work for Punk's career's sake. As a, yeah, as a fan, I, let me go with that one for damn sure. And then at the same time, I don't want this to be a negative stain on the Bucks and Kenny Omega going forward. You know what I mean? This This makes AEW look bad. Yeah, I mean, let's if, if there's one thing that we could take out of this as a fucking whole, as right now, it's AEW does not look like a good company to work for. <sighs> Which, and then again, it it fucking it plays into the well, Malachi Black is taking time. He's almost quit. He's probably quitting. He literally yeah. is. He's done. He's retiring. From what we can tell, he's taking an extended break from pro wrestling. He is dealing with personal issues upon personal issues, which I have no idea which one, what, what exactly he's dealing with. So, it's I, I don't know. It's everything looks weird right now. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, EVPs should be Mox, Danielson, and Jericho because. Anytime shit goes down, those three round everybody up. I mean, especially Mox. 
I was gonna. I would just say, just fucking make it like the old men in the company. Fucking give it to J, give it to Jr. Give it to fucking like William Regal. Oh man, fucking I ski a bone or something. Jr. Rounding everybody up for a talent meeting. Tell me why. No, oh, yeah, tell me why. <laughs> Why'd you throw a chair, you bastard? <laughs> uh, no, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, so all of this clouded over all out, which, uh, we'll get into a little bit later, but, uh, now for, uh, stupid shit people say online, oh, God. oh, this should be good. I've, uh, I tried to stay away from it this week, but this is shit marks say. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Um, I don't have to do anything for shit Mark say this week because Travis DeWalker Anderson has already done it. He had a very long night <laughs> uh, last, last night with a couple of people regarding the whole media scrum, brawl, clash at the locker room. Um... <laughs> Travis is convinced it's a work. Uh, A guy who shares a name with Travis, CJ Walker. Sorry, Uh I I don't have time to come up with a different name for you this week. Um, Let's just say Walker number two. There you go. (laughs) Tony didn't know about it until after it was over. He never left the media room when he didn't have his phone with him. Travis says he actually did have his phone on him. He texted Jericho to get to the scrum. Also, the fact of all the media witness security running to the locker room plus one informed him this entire situation is no different to the storyline with MJF, which, you know, like we said, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Salt, salt of the earth, if you will. Um, everyone was so convinced that MJF had walked out and booked a flight home. If all of this was real, then someone would have been fired, suspended, and AEW would release a statement. I mean, they, they did eventually. They did. <laughs> Uh, everyone wants to jump to conclusions. It's only been two days since it happened. Haven't, oh, it was Tuesday night. Um, haven't even gotten to Dynamite to even see if it's a work. Since the beginning of AEW, they have told their stories not just on camera or in the ring. Like we said, they got to find more elaborate ways to pull kayfabe these days, especially AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, they've pulled stunts like this before, plus they run storylines based from BTE. It's not a difficult concept to understand. Yeah, we forgot about BTE. Yeah. Um. Then uh, you know what? I am gonna go come up with a different name for this one because we respect RWT. It's our sisters and brothers. Um, an RWT original got into it with Travis, and you know what? He he didn't send me a screenshot of this one. He sent me a freaking screen record, so it's going too fast. Slow down, Trav. <laughs> I love Trav when he's just in the, yo, look at all this. And like, bro, can <laughs> I don't you have just, time to read that shit. Like, can you slow down? Um, oh, man, what did they get into? Apparently it was heated and it was going back and forth. And then apparently the OG got, took something Trav said, did wrong. And then they got made up and then it kept going somehow, some way. I don't know. Like, the Trav out here just going for people's jugulars is the problem. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to be right. And it's like, you know what, bro? You don't always have to be right, especially with the argument factor. Like, I again, I understand. I understand wanting to push and push and push. This thing's a work. It's a work. It's a work. It's a work. You know, 
you got to garner attention. You got to this. You got to that. But a lot of fucking shit went down. A lot of shit went down. And CM Punk's already known for having an ego. Okay. The Bucks are known for not being able to take any kind of fucking criticism. Okay. And you, come on now. When you fucking hear a story about a dude throwing a chair and biting somebody, that's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. Fucking A steel. Especially when he fucking looks like a dog. Have you seen he, that meme yet does. where he actually looks like a dog? Yeah. He, he's, he's like, he's like Steve Zahn, but a Steve Zahn suit from like Men in Black. <laughs> oh my God. I've seen the whole thing. I've seen the whole thing in my head and it was glorious. Give me Fuck, sugar. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man in black. Give me sugar in water. Oh, sugar in water. <laughs> More. And just, to, and, More. Just to, and just to think, like, for all those years, I, I like, after, like, I would watch Law and Order CI, and I was just like, why does that guy look familiar? And then the, I remember one day, that's, my dad, that's the guy in the, Edgar, in the Edgar suit. Oh. I'm sorry. What? The day I found that out? Holy shit. Like, no hey, way. Fuck. Blown, no fucking brother. way. <laughs> Mind blown. That is not the same. That's an anchor suit. That's not the same guy. Oh, it was the best. Sorry, sorry, awesome. Steel. Um, no, I'm not sorry. Stop, stop biting people. <laughs> I mean, Velveteen Dream also going around biting people. He got arrested right night. I don't. Well, you know what? When the motherfuckers tell me Velveteen Dream is biting motherfuckers, I'm just like, all right. Oh, Velveteen Dream been hanging around with Ezra Miller. I don't. He's been fucking cutting shapes, as they say in the club days. And fucking, he needs to leave that shit alone. I don't know what the. Didn't he get caught? No, pause. He got arrested. I want to say sometime last week, and yeah, he had point two grams of cocaine on him. And he said, hey, officer, you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> I said, what? He took his ass to jail. Dream over. Dream <laughs> over. Like, <laughs> like, homie, you do know you're not in NXT anymore. You can't just be cutting promos on the police. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And then he goes around and he's, now he's biting motherfuckers. <laughs> he needs some help. Oh, oh man. Um... I, it went on and on between Travis and the other walker. Uh, the other walker said, that's cute. Now walk your ass on out of here with all three of your listeners. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't be bringing Max into this. I'm about to say, I was like, are you sure that's right, bud? Check the numbers, Holmes. That may, that may be YouTube, but. <laughs> I mean. Psh. We're talking about Facebook right now. Talking about Facebook, Jack. Um, uh, I watched the scrum. I heard what he said. I agree with Punk. Okay. Uh, your opinion is relevant. You just just like your wannabe podcast. Hey, again, bro. Again, what the fuck did we do? Right, chill out, Haas. Empty-headed fuck. Uh, you talk about the business like you know something about the business. You're a joke, not a funny joke. You're not. You're the kind of joke that you tell and everyone gives that nervous little laugh, but it's just sad. This dude needs to learn punctuation. Seriously. Not only that, not only that, let's keep it funky, bro. You're on our page talking shit. 
<laughs> the fuck? Like, how are you going to talk shit about our little old podcast, but you're on our page talking shit? Who, who even saying. brought you in? <laughs> like, th- does he have a meat cleaver by any chance? I mean, I, I mean, maybe. Fuck, I don't know. All I know is, is I'm sure. There you go. Yeah, beat her down. All I know is, is, it's like, you know what? This dude probably hopped into the thing. Thought, oh, maybe I could be on the show. And now you're going to be talking shit. So it's like, well, you know, all right. Congratulations. You made it to the show. There you go. <laughs> you can tell your mom and dad now. Uh, Trav said, Travis said, your attempts are belittling his comical. I'm trying to have an honest debate, and all you can do is insult when proven wrong. Yet I'm the junior. Have a nice day. Did it go on? Yes, it did. Of course it did. We're talking about Travis here. The other walker says, Big Dave says it's not a work. Travis, I was thinking like this bit. Travis says, well, you just proved my point. Have a nice day. <laughs> and then I believe uh, I fucking jumped in. Or no, I told him when he sent me that. I said, bro, as a listener of Dave, or what did I say? Just to, just to fucking fall in. I said, as a follower of Dave's. Because I pay for a subscription, so you might as well call me a follower or whatever. I listen to Uncle Dave. I do. I've said it on here for fucking two plus fucking years, if not longer. I listen to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, okay? You got a fucking problem with that? Too bad. I also listen to Jim Cornette. I also listen to fucking Kevin Nash's show. Have you listened to Kevin Nash's show? He's pretty damn. I like his show. Kevin Nash's show has been pretty all right. But the point of the matter is, as I fucking listen to a lot of shit, okay? I got a lot of time on my hands. I get to work with headphones. It's a pleasure. So, yeah, I tend to listen to these beat writers, these reporters, these journalists, whatever you want to color them. But as I say with every motherfucker, every fucking thing they tell me, the only time I take fucking uh, uh, face value of what Dave says is if it's news from Japan. That's the only time I take it for face value. Uncle Dave says this is going down in Japan. I believe him. Everything else, you still got to do a couple Google searches. I'm sorry. Dave does get a lot of really good information, but Dave also likes to tell you that information in his own biased way. And he's admitted to it. He's admitted to saying, you know, sometimes when I give out this news or whatever, my opinion follows immediately and that could put a negative spin on the whole bit of the news. It's like, yeah, I understand. We all understand. That's how it goes. You know, well, that's how we feel about it. But people are taking that as gossip or not, as gospel, excuse me, and running with it. You can't take nothing any of these motherfuckers say as, as the word of God. You can't do it. You can't. But you can take it for you know, face value and go do some fucking research. You know, did you really? I mean, what was the old? God, what was that saying? Remember when we were kids and the Internet first started? Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Still and, now you go, and now you're going to listen to every motherfucking beat writer there's ever been? Technically, we're beat writers. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's what I'm... You got to... We, we take what we get, we, we, uh, we cipher through it as best as we can, and then we give it back to you our way. If it clicks, cool. But it doesn't mean that you need to take it for the fucking, you know, the word of God. Take it for, okay, this happened. Let me go do some research. Go educate yourself. Okay. Stop taking beat writer shit for fucking. It's, it's no, it's not written on gold paper. 
Yeah, uh, you, you said you had a lot of time on your hands to listen to all those shows. Did you listen to the five hour, 26 minutes Jim Cornette podcast? Fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. The great the, here's one good thing about I, I actually like about Jim Cornette's show. He doesn't mind cutting his shit up because he fucking goes. Yeah. Goes. And I'm like, dude, can you? I'm like, I get it. People are down to pay for you to just fucking go on and on and on. But five hours? Five goddamn hours for you to spend every into every. If I listen to him enough, he spends almost every conversation into. Oh well, back in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, back in the NWA, back in the WWF, and he would always compare and contrast, which I get it. You know what I mean? But if you're just gonna do it for every stupid goddamn segment on your fucking show, you no wonder your goddamn episodes are five hours. Yeah, that that all out review show was longer than the fucking pay per view. Which and is all that, all that was long. Yeah, I was gonna say, and all that was long. I, I think it was a lot longer last year, but it was long. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we stopped just before nine o'clock this time. Yeah, I want to say we got like three and a half hours, so giant cutting times. Thank God. I'm pretty sure it went like four and a half last year. Yeah, because that sounds it, about right. It was fucking daylight outside when I went to bed. I was going to say, like, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, we were getting done around like 9.30, 10-ish. I was like, dude, we're fucking falling asleep over here, bub. <laughs> Tony. Come on, man. to me, Tony. We don't have the cocaine over here. Yeah, well, first off, I, well, I'm, not, I'm not buying that shit. It's expensive. That's a rich people drug. Ah, uh, but let's move on. Uh, now that we have control again, we're going to go back in time with This Week in Wrestling History. September 2nd, 2002, after undisputed champion Brock Lesnar was made exclusive to SmackDown, Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff presented Triple H with the classic big gold belt and named him the World Heavyweight Champion. Triple H did become the number one contender the previous week, so that's why he was chosen. And to further establish himself as the World Champion, he defeated Ric Flair that same night. Which I love, it's kind of like passing the torch, like, that was Flair's belt, now it's Triple H's belt. Worked beautifully. Uh, September 4th, 1987, Macho Man Randy Savage defeated King Kong Bundy to become King of the Ring. I think I think people generally generally tend to forget about King of the Ring pre-93 when it became a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I tried the Macho King. Oh, yeah. Um, September 4th, 2000, Eddie Guerrero won his first Intercontinental Championship, defeating Kurt Angle in China. Eddie accidentally pinned his mamacita after she was hit with the title by angle. Uh, the close-up of his face is amazing and just classic Eddie. Eddie's the best. <laughs> he was the fucking best. He was such a great seller. Uh, so what happened was Kurt Angle decked Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle decked China with the belt behind the ref's back. Um, Eddie then drop-kicked Kurt Angle out of the ring, went to comfort China, who was knocked out, and ended up like just down on top of her so the referee yep. counts to three and then he's like oh whoa what did you do but then, <laughs> but then afterwards do? he's got this sly smile like it was all part of the plan he's like well well i mean well, i'm still <laughs> champion oh, genius absolute genius in the ring 
You know what? Um, if Dom if Dom wants to do anything in his career right now, you need to start copying what Eddie did. Yeah, we're not just talking about his mullet. Yeah, yeah. Don't just start with the mullet. Just you might as well fuck keep going. Get start giving Rhea Ripley a rose every time you guys come out. Yes, dude. <laughs> um, September fourth, two thousand seven. After a few lackluster couple of matches on pay per view, CM Punk finally defeated John Morrison to win the ECW Championship on ECW on Sci-Fi. God, I remember watching that and seeing CM Punk debut and everything. Yeah, I remember like from Punk's DVD. Like I don't, I don't remember the pay per views because I don't. I I was just like slowly, like blurring out of WWE at this point. Um, but from the DVD, like the, the I think they had two pay per view matches and they were both meh. Mm-hmm. And then Punk was just like on that third match, everything just clicked. Um, yeah. Let's see if history repeats itself. If he comes back. <laughs> if he comes back. <laughs> September fifth, twenty twenty. Quite possibly AEW's worst pay-per-view. Um, All Out 2020 got off to a poor start with Big Swole and Brett Baker's cinematic tooth and nail match. Uh, Ah, yeah. That was a bad one. Um, Lance Archer won the casino ladder match and then unsurprisingly won no title. Mm -hmm. You're going to love this one. Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara in the disastrous Broken Rules match. No, no, not that one. Not that uh, I'm obviously concussed. Let's keep going. Terrible. Fuck. Um, Jericho went swimming in a pool of mimosa at the hands of Orange Cassidy. People still give him shit about that. And I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, there was just so many bad things about this pay-per-view. But it did end with Mox and MJF for the title, but Mox won. Uh... Same night, a year later, All Out 2021, a little bit better. Ruby Soho won the casino ladder match and, again, led to no title. <laughs> Shocking. It's almost like you don't really get anything for winning the casino you ladder a, match. You just win a title shot. You That's win a it. poker chip. That You win a poker chip. <laughs> MJF better be the first one to successfully cash that fucking thing in, I swear to God. Oh, yeah. Um what else happened? Lucha Bros defeated the Bucks to win the tag team titles in an amazing cage match, which oh yeah, I think came second as our match of the year last year. Oh, uh, sec- second to was it Hangman and Danielson or Omega? It was I think it was Omega and Danielson, probably Grand Slam. Um, Jericho defeated MJF in the final fight. And, oh man, what a difference a year makes. CM Punk competed in his first match in seven years, defeating Darby Allin. Look at us now. Uh, Big Show versus QT Marshall was a pay-per-view match for reasons. And Kenny Omega defended the world title against Christian Cage. Mm. Uh, Final piece of history this week, September 7th, 2008, at Unforgiven in a concept I would love to see make a comeback. Uh, Three championship scramble matches took place for the ECW, WWE, and the world titles. And for six surreal, bizarre minutes, Brian Kendrick was technically the WWE champion. Weird. Yeah. If only the rules were, like... 
you keep the title if you win it until somebody pins you. But nope, you're you're an interim champion for the duration of that match. So officially, Kendrick was never a WWE champion, but he did hold the title for six minutes. Nice. Um. CM Punk should have defended the world title in the main event, but due to short-sighted creative, shockingly, in WWE, they needed a way for Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho's rivalry to have the world title, so Punk was attacked by Randy Orton backstage and then replaced in the match by Jericho, who had already faced Michaels earlier in the night, and Jericho became world champion. (sighs) WWE booking at its finest. Oh God! Can you can you tell the old man was there? <laughs> yeah, this is why I started fading out in 2007 because of shit like this. Yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> now, uh, let's put all those years of playing guess who to the test. It's guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the wrestler, better than all the wrestler. All right, love this nonsensory. Okay, started his professional wrestling career in 2004 in Chino, California. He is a former, let's see, where can we go that can give you some good stuff? Oh, here we go. Lucha Underground Gift of the Gods champion. Ooh. One-time tag team champion PWG with Michael Elgin. Well, it's not Ray Phoenix then. Nope. Oh, fuck. Um, Let's see here. He is a two-time Wrestle Circus Ringmaster champion and and a one-time Sideshow champion. World Series of Wrestling heavyweight and tag team champion with Philip Gordon. Matanza? No. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Give me another good uh, one. Brian Cage. Perfect. Brian Hi. Cage is correct. That was just a wild guess. I, I was didn't literally know he gonna... won the Gift of the Gods title. <laughs> Well, the next one I was going to give you was he was the FCW Florida Tag Team Champion with Justin Gabriel. Wow. Which I I'm thought sure he wrestled no. longer than like 2004. Because uh, when, when we first started, Kenny Keller interviewed him on Sunday Segway and in Max Wrestling's E-Magazine. Uh, that's old school for the old school fans. All the way back in the um, day. Way back in like 2015. 14. Damn. Yeah. Um, hey, we finally got one, by the way. All right. <laughs> I mean, well, I was going to give you the easiest ones last, and the easiest one was uh, 2020 Casino Ladder Match winner, and then, you know, uh, one of, what, four FTW champions? Yeah. You know what? Even if you'd have said Casino Ladder Match 2020 winner, I still would have had to think about it because none of them have won shit. That's right. <laughs> That's the worst part. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's name is wrestling. Hey, Preston Vancer, aka number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. 
and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. Um, last week, the Phoenix made some pretty inflammatory comments about who attacked him at Promo Slam. Well, stay tuned at the end of the show because I will face the media, so to speak. But uh, oh, okay. in the meantime, November 24th, 2022, save the date and keep a weather high weather high weather eye on the horizon because max wrestling presents promo series 7 rise and storm Sam. not only will we predict survivor series but take a look at the card in promo series tradition the phoenix will defend the knowledge championship in the winner stays on gauntlet with the final challenger being me myself i the captain and quick bit of trivia Phoenix is the only knowledge champion to lose the title in the gauntlet as he was stripped of the title for not showing up two years ago. <laughs> Sounds just like him. That was on the pre-show. He did show up to the main show to challenge the new champion, Alex Dorio, but he lost. Oh, Sorry, Sorry Phoenix. Um, but, I mean, time to change. He's now a fucking five-time knowledge champion. Five-time five knowledge time. champion. The television championship is also on the line as Moses defends against Cypher in a one-on-one rematch from the open challenge that Cypher answered and was jumped in from behind, might I add, at Promo Slam. This time, it will be a TV triathlon with one round of trivia and two rounds, if necessary, of promo action. Let's go. He's going to need all three rounds, I tell you what. You think your promo game's on point? I'm going to put you to the test. Are we making history one way or another? And speaking of promo action, batting down the hatches because Daniel Crimmins and Mike Larkin are on a collision course. They go one-on-one for the second time in a promo exhibition. Um, hence why you've seen DC so much lately. He's fired up and ready to go. And Bowed up, as Trav would say. Right. Like he was bowed up last fucking week. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally... The captain defends the world championship in a triple threat match against Travis Walker Anderson and the goddamn lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Goddamn! For more information, go to maxtrossing.net slash promo series 7. Now, Sam! Whoa. Um, we've, we've touched on All Out a little bit, but obviously, like we said, the fallout to All Out was the biggest story. Um, MJF's return was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um... I, I don't know why. Like, everybody seemed to know that the Joker was MJF almost immediately. But me sitting here fucking 1 a.m. was like, who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let me let me, let me me tell you how I did it. Well, number one, um, I obviously, I went with the notion of Uncle Dave had said it's more than likely going to be him. So I did some research. Found out that he's been talking with Tony Khan. Found out... You know, the things were trending positive towards it being MJF. Mm. But, but, 
AEW likes to bring in people and they were talking about being at a full roster soon and this and that soon and being super strong. So yeah. I had to go down guys that were on the indie scene that could sign with the E. I'm sorry, with the AEW and not a lot of names came to mind. You know what I mean? Like I thought maybe, you know, and then when I noticed it was a smaller guy, there was only one other name that came to mind and and I'm like I don't expect to see him around I, I i'll see him in impact before we see him in aw and that's gonna be like marty scroll mm-hmm. i have a funny feeling he's coming back somehow some way people are gonna just fucking get over his shit i have a funny feeling he's coming back i've been seeing this dude booked all over the indies lately especially out here in california he's been working with flip gordon like nobody's business he trees one of the guys that trains with matt fucking riddle for crying out loud so yeah. i mean I'm not going to be surprised if all of a sudden we start to see Marty Scroll make a fucking run back in the U.S. But with that being said, I couldn't think of anybody else that it could have been. But then when you had that fucking stable come out and Stokely Hathaway is running the game and doing this and this and this, the brain started going like, it's got to be somebody else, right? It has to be somebody else. It's got to be somebody else. No. And they did it beautifully. But then again, I mean... You could have looked at his mannerisms and how he moved, and it definitely gave you the MJF five. See, that was the thing. Like the the body shape didn't make me think MJF. Um, you think what Adam Cole? I just thought it was somebody new because like like the stable came out and then there's Stokely, and I just didn't make the connection with MJF and Stokely's history. So I just thought it was somebody mm-hmm. new. But uh, yeah. Then, you know, I like I, sus- I suspected MJF was going to show up at the end anyway. I just didn't think it would be this way. Right. Uh, so as the night went on, the ball started rolling like, yeah, it, maybe it's MJF. Because now it would make sense. Now he has a guaranteed title shot. And if Punk's going to win, which he did, and then that, that all got fucked up. Um, but yeah, great, great, great return. Love the use of their stones. And the phone call from Tony at the end was icing on the cake. Oh, God, was it ever? It's like, it's fine. This is my final offer. I'll pay you like 400 grand, 500 grand, whatever. Just fucking show up. And and the, the callbacks to Ring of Honor Punk and the TV static, everything was perfect. It was just the MJF's character is just done beautifully. Now, I don't know who's controlling that. I don't know. Maybe it's all Max. If it is, the kid's got a brain. And it's awesome. Uh, so Dynamite last night, obviously MJF kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like his return should have been the biggest talking point of in AEW of the week. Yeah. But obviously it wasn't. <laughs> um, but after last night, I think more people are talking about his first promo and everything. Um, so he, <laughs> he comes out in over the top baby face mode, which is a great heel move because when he does flip the switch back, it's beautiful. So he sucks all of the Buffalo crowd in. He was fucking, Oh my God. He was over. He was so he comes out fucking Josh Allen Jersey. He's (laughs) smiling ear to ear. Hello, Buffalo. He's fucking excited. (laughs) He gets a fucking a dub chant started. You know, all this fucking shit. He calls somebody fat. or No, he calls some lady fat. He's like, don't Elephant. worry about it. He's, I'll see you later. You're gorgeous. And I'm like, what? who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? And then sure enough, 
fucking uh that's when mox comes out and he just fucking flips the switch and buffalo sucks and these are a bunch of inbred fans and da 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 and i'm just like ah he got that <laughs> but because he was so over the crowd was like hey fuck you but we love you that was <laughs> that was exactly it fuck you but you're fucking awesome <laughs> yeah mox just comes out super serious like he does um and as mjf leaves Mox just dropped it. By the way, your theme song sucks. Yep. That's great. I mean, it is kind of generic, but it works because it's MJF. Mm -hmm. Like, the music doesn't matter because he's too much of a personality. I think you should just use Rolling Stones. I was just going to say the same goddamn thing. I think you're fucking, you fucked yourself into a corner there, man. Now you got to use the Stones. Question is, is what the fuck is that going to cost to own? I mean, if you you want to remain a heel, just use the Guns N' Roses version. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. I, I kind of like the Guns N' Roses version, but it leaves a sour taste in my mouth because um, they did it without one of the, I can't remember which one it was. One of the members not knowing about it, and the Stones are like his favorite band. Oh, no. So I was just like, whoa, that's a dick move. Right? Slap in the <laughs> face. <laughs> um, so Mox cuts his promo, and... I I think we can tell that that was all, like, completely on the fly. Mm. Like he said, he was supposed to be on vacation until all this shit went down two days ago. That's but it's the truth. I From that promo, I don't think anybody is more passionate about AEW more than Mox. No, there isn't. Like, it's he Mox meant it. and then it's everybody else, man. He absolutely meant it the other week when he said he's the heart and soul of AEW. He is. He is, as a guy, as, uh, God, was he, I want to say he was the first real big signing. The he, first he was the real first surprise debut. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he came in, the game changed, and we can admit that, you know what I mean? Like, it, it changed with every, you know, former E-guy that came in. It, when we, it's something we have to be able to admit. But he's had a bigger and longer-lasting impact than the rest of them. Yeah. And... I'm in a thousand percent agreement with he is the heart and soul of AEW. He is he is the Tomohiro Ishii of AEW. He's that guy that every time he goes out there, you're going to be entertained. You're going to be reminded why you love AEW. And you're going to be like, he should be world champ a million times. Even though Ishii was never world champ. But still. Um, Good shit. Yeah. So we're going to see Mox. I think in a couple of weeks for his uh, summer final match against, is it Darby or Sammy? Yeah, the winner of that. All right. Um, oh, before we leave that opening segment, um, what's your response to MJF saying he's better than you? Oh yeah, hit that whole fucking <laughs> spiel. He says that you know uh, what was it? how did he, how did the whole thing go? He was like, you know, there's a there's about there's a thing about a guy. That he saved our people. He split the sea and he brought them to the promised land. And he's not saying that he's better than Moses. Or he's not saying that he's Moses. He's better than Moses. Well, guess what, Jack? You're talking to Moses right here, right now. I'll stretch you seven ways from Sunday. The fact of the matter is, but I parted the seas to save your people. And I'm going to part your mama's legs and give you a brother. Have a good one. Wow. <laughs> guy wants to talk some shit. I mean, hey, bro, you were all state linebacker. I was all state guard. Come on with it, Jack. Come on with it. Oh, Max. 
Oh, I mean, like, you ever get thrown around by a guy smaller than you, Max? You want to? <laughs> See, here's the other. Here's the other great thing. Here's the other fantastic thing. You were an all. I don't know if you were an also an all state wrestler in New York, but I was an all state wrestler in California. I was both, baby. So not only could I get my hands on you on the football field, I used to do it all in the wrestling mat as well. So again, come on with it and see if you want to talk about my part and C skills again. <laughs> um, so moving on to the new trios champions, uh, Death Triangle. Dude, you couldn't go wrong with either team in this match. And that was the thing that killed me from the from the beginning. I was like, shit, I don't know who to cheer for. <laughs> like, who do I want this to be on more? And uh, originally, and, and I'll stick with this because I'm, you know, I'm going to be transparent. I was all about the best friends. Give the best friends something. They haven't had nothing. Give the best friends something. And they ended up going with the death triangle. And it's not a terrible move. I, I do... It's another one of those 51 49s, you know what I mean? That balance beam. It could have, it could have honestly went either way. Personally, I think it should have went with the best friends because, excuse me, depth, um, the, uh, you know, Pac and Pentagon, or sorry, Pentagon and Phoenix have already been tag champs, yeah. and Pac is, is mid Atlantic. So, with that being said, now that they're trios champs, it's time to get rid of the mid Atlantic. Why? Because I don't want one third of my trios champions, a brand new title to have to go international travels and me not see that belt be defended. So it's okay to, to drop that thing. Now to whom, I don't know somebody who's willing to go internationally. I was going to say like Danny Garcia, uh, maybe like a Wheeler Yuta. Now that he doesn't have the pure title, you know, something like that. Somebody who's actually traveling around, you know what I mean, to make that thing worth its while. I mean, at, at least now that Pac has another title in AEW, he has to kind of be around a little bit more. Yeah, I sure hope so. I, I also hate that that was the reason we predicted he would lose on Sunday, so that we could <laughs> see him more. <laughs> it's, God, it's, 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 yeah. But it's the truth, though. That's the problem with this Mid-Atlantic title is they really didn't know what to do. It was a great idea. Oh, let's do an international belt. Now you're like, have you found another new international star yet? A guy who's willing to jump on a plane every other week and go places and wrestle there. Have you found that guy yet? If you haven't, I mean, that's not surprising, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like with all the belts that they have, nobody should be a double anything. Yeah. Sorry. Actually, no, pause. I mean, There's one person in this whole company who could be a double champ, and her name is Jade, and that's the only one. Yeah. Having her be TBS and fucking AEW women's champ is the only one I would accept to be the ultimate women's champion. That's the only one I can accept. Everybody else, nah. You don't get no two belts. You can't be tag champ and TNT champ. You can't be trios champ and mid-Atlantic champ. You can't be fucking world champ and no. Can't do it. Can't have it. I, uh, to be honest, I don't think they really had a better option for the trios titles last night. Like, we all knew it was going to go to the fucking elite on Sunday. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and, and and within saying that, Tony Khan even said in multiple press conferences, I'm waiting for Kenny Omega to come back to debut the trios titles. So, yeah, it was the perfect team to give it to. It really was. But... 
fucking egos got in the way. And now look where we're at. And a chair. And a chair and somebody's teeth. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I will never, ever, ever, ever get over that. <laughs> never, ever. I've been in plenty of fights. <laughs> drunken fights. Non-sober fights. The whole, I've never bit nobody. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. The last time I bit somebody, I was in second grade. I remember it vividly. <laughs> well, that's it, bro. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and again, you got Punk, who's a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The fucking, you know, the Bucks and Kenny, they don't know jackass nothing about fucking any sport outside, except for maybe Kenny does, because I know Coda, you should do some shit. But other than that... You, you're telling me that y'all had to resort to, well, fucking dumb shit. Ace still had to resort to throwing chairs and biting people. Yeah, the, the Bucks know pro wrestling and sneakers. And sneakers. <laughs> That's it. Um, it, Yeah, they couldn't have gone to Dark Order last night because nah. obviously Hangman's in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So the, the best option was Death Triangle. Yeah. I mean, but the, here's the great thing. They do have an awesome trios roster. You have the Dark Order. Yes, you could do a Freebird rule. You could make it like John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and like Evil Uno. But they're also pushing the fact of them being their own tag teams, which is great. Which is great. You know, was it uh, was it Uno and Tanner? Forget forget what their name is called or whatever. But like them too, new mask. They look great. But no, yeah. I, I I'm with you. After and it's all said and done, Dev Triangle, good move. Also, Andrade trying to poach the Dark Order. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I was like, first off, like, bro, like, you, I'm like, no disrespect. No, you barely speak English, my guy. Okay, like, you barely speak English. How you're, like, fucking married to a fucking white girl is beside me. It's beside me. But you barely speak English. And you were going to take, and you're trying to take 10? And you're trying to take 10. This big old strong country boy who on BTE fucking does pounds of cocaine. Pounds of cocaine. <laughs> All right? <laughs> you willing to bring that motherfucker on your team? And I, mean, like I guess. The, of all the people to step forward and shoo him away, we got Eve Luno. Dark Order is not for sale. Uh, the, that was fantastic, though. <laughs> And then Johnny Hungry, he's all like, Johnny, he's all gone up to Russia. He's all, he's all what? Well, you want to fight? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I want to fight. God damn, Johnny, calm down. John, Johnny's like a little pit bull, too. John, all five foot four of him. I fucking love that guy, though. He'll bite you. He'll fucking rip your arms off and beat you to death with him. <laughs> um, Tony Storm defeating um, Penelope Ford, and she looks damn good with that title. It looks great. And uh, I, I was I was I was riding the uh, the Jamie Hater train though I'm not gonna lie I was riding the Hater train but hey Tony Storm and I'm gonna say it like this I hope it ends after this I hope Thunder Rose is not out for a while and if she is drop the interim thing ASAP because this thing needs to go away I am sick and tired of the interim belt this is not the UFC. Okay, you do not. If this, if you're gonna wait for every former champion to come back to crown a new champion, you're we're wasting our fucking time. We're spinning our fucking wheels here. Just crown new champions and make that person go on a chase again. I know it sucks, and I understand that this and this and this, but oh well. Make sto- make multiple storylines out of it for fuck's sake. But uh, I, I I like the Tony move, 
But the move I liked more was, I don't know how Penelope Ford got hurt. All I want to know is, is who in the fuck trained her while she was gone and somebody buy them a drink because God damn, has she improved? I, the yeah. last time I saw her on television, she was the definition of a start and stop wrestler where she would do a spot, forget that spot, get reminded of the next spot, do that spot. And it got annoying to the point where it was like, I'd see her on the television screen and I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to go take a piss. I'm going to go do this. It was an immediate reaction. And last night, maybe call it because maybe she's worked with Tony before. Maybe she was the one that helped her get back into ring shape. I don't know. But it was good. It was good. And to say a Penelope Ford match was good blows my own mind. So good I, for her. And yeah, Tony with the belt is, is top notch. I agree with everything you just said, but I can honestly say I've never left the room during a Penelope Ford match. Ah, he's like, I'm just, I might as well just watch her. Yeah, yeah, that's good form. To me, right? To me, though, and I hate to say it like this, I hate to be the guy like that, but I got to be the guy like that. When she started losing all that weight, when she was getting married, I was like, ah, you slimmed down too much. That's just a me thing. That's a me thing. It's personal preference. Do not get mad at me. <laughs> my opinions do not reflect thus of, uh, of all the people here at Max Wrestling. Just my damn self. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe Grogu. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I heard he likes um, to stick him. So, Tony, of course, is the interim women's champion. Um, there was a rumor which was very quickly squashed last Big night time. about uh, Fonda Rosa apparently asking for her release, too, which was qu- very quickly disputed by her own goddamn husband. Oh, yeah, he's like, I don't know where the hell you guys get this information. Fucking ringside news. <laughs> when I seen that. I seen that post. And I was like, like when your own husband's like, can you guys just fuck right off? All right. Like, come on. It's hilarious. So it's, you know what it's, and I get it. You know, the, I think it was Malik when, uh, when the, uh, when Alistair black thing happened, everybody fucking went bananas or the Malachi black yeah. thing. Everything, went, uh, everybody went bananas. Oh, well, this person's going to act for this release and this person and this person and this person and this person and this person. And oh, AEW is a hellhole And, then you guys took one guy dealing with personal stuff who's decided to just walk away from wrestling, not just the company, wrestling in general, and now everybody wants to leave? I don't make a lot of sense, but okay. And, yeah, no, so Thunder Rosa ain't going nowhere. She's dealing with a back injury. Yeah. She doesn't want to be released. She wants to get healed. I think it's a pretty serious back injury, too. Yeah. I was. I know it's. She's got to take some real time off. So yeah, it can't be something little. But um, you know what? <sighs> Obviously, Thunder Rose is sticking around. Um, I hope Tony goes from interim to full time women's champion Same. because you know, as much as we wanted to see Thunder Rose as champion, the reign has been kind of eh. Um, and Tony's deserved a women's title for. Longer than she's been in AEW. Longer than she was in NXT. I mean, shit. When her, when she was champ in Japan for the little bit of time, like that was great. That was awesome. But then she couldn't win it. No one else. Poor, poor thing. No, she, and she won the NXT UK women's title. Oh yeah, that was it. But yeah, that didn't that lead one. to anything. Which is bullshit. But hey. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of bullshit, absolutely nobody from NXT UK won shit on Sunday. Nope. 
It was just a complete burial of NXT UK. Anybody shocked? Not me. No. Actually, you know, from the little bit I saw, the only person that wasn't truly buried was uh, Miko Satamora. <laughs> they weren't going to bury her like that. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Monero would have came down and beat somebody ass. I mean, t- Tyler Bate um, was on NXT again on Tuesday, so he seems to be, like, making that move, and that's fine. But you couldn't Good. give anybody from NXT UK just one win? No. Like I mean, get- that was... I gave you my only winner who that could have been was it would have been Sakamura would have been the best move right there. Make your women's champion an ultimate, you know, world beater. Don't get me wrong. I understand why they picked Mandy. Hell, I'm picking Mandy for everything. And as a matter of fact, but the point of it is if I really wanted to build a women's division, I know who to go with. And it wouldn't have been Mandy Rose. But I get it. I get the choice. I don't agree with the choice, but I get the choice. Yeah. I, I I get it. You wanted to unify all the titles, so all the NXT US champions had to win. But like, go back to the invasion with WCW and ECW and Survivor Series. They were unifying titles because that was the last night of the war. Mm-hmm. Not everybody in WWE won. Like, no, I think Van Dam was hardcore and IC champion. The Dudleys yeah. had both tag team titles. So yep, just because. NXT UK is dead and buried. Doesn't mean you can't put the title on somebody and bring them over. Exactly. I mean, hell, you did it with Walter. Look how well that fucking turned out. You call him Gunther now. Man, is he uh, taken SmackDown by storm? As he should have been. He should have been a year ago. But you know what? It it it, it took fresh eyes to get onto this product, and it's it's improving week after week. Uh, not only in the storyline department, but in the re- mainly in the wrestling department. Mainly in the wrestling department. And you know what? Normally, um, like people mention wrestlers' weight all the time. Kevin Owens gets attacked all the time, and I'm like, I don't give a shit what he looks like. The guy can move. Leave him alone. But I'm about to say, tra- I was like, let me. I, I carry a gut. My gut's not <laughs> as big as his gut. I can't flip over a hot damn thing. A hot, not not what I can flip onto the floor. I'm going to be hurt, but I can flip on the floor. That's about it. But in this case, I mean, the transformation from Walter to Gunther is amazing. He's like a completely different person. Dude, just talk about, like, and I, again, I've seen Walter or Walter, whatever, in PWG with the chub and the flub and the over 300 pounds, no problem. And this dude is slimmed down something fierce. Something fierce. He is a just powerful, like two fifty, and it's he. He looks tremendous. He looks in tremendous shape. Tremendous mm. shape. Looks incredible. Uh, and now Imperium's back to full health. Mm. Love it. Fucking love it. Um, Wardlow defeated Tony Nese to. Um, it was a title match, right? Retained yes. TNT title. Then he addressed his apparent loss of momentum, which kind of took me by surprise because I didn't think, like I think we've said it a couple of times, like he's, you know, he he had all this momentum building towards the like the feud of MJF and everything, and now he's just kind of there. But to actually mention it, it was like, oh shit, they uh, they they noticed that they took notice of that, and he wanted to remind everybody of who the fuck he is. And hey. 
let me say it like this. I mean, I know exactly who the fuck you are. You are that guy. But better. That's who you are right now. You're Goldberg. I'm sorry. I and this is why we say this. Do you remember the Wardlow that took Cody toe-to-toe, like, toe to took him fucking pillar to post, throwing each other around, having a good, long, worthy match? Mm. That's the Wardlow I miss. That's the Wardlow I need back. I don't need Wardlow killing every fucking nerd from here to Sunday being my TNT champion. I don't need fucking nerds. I mean, Tony Nese isn't meant to be a nerd, but I don't need nerds getting no introduction, getting a fucking TNT title shot just to get their ass beat. If you really want to build Wardlow, listen to me now. If you really want to build Wardlow, TK fucking bust out the notepad, put down the cocaine. When you put him against Josh Woods, and I know that's where you're going, this needs to go on dynamite. This needs to give him real time. If he squashes Josh Woods, we have a problem. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if he power bombs the fuck out of him. Give him five for all I give a shit. Twelve. I don't care. I don't care. But you need to let them work a match. What did you just do with Hook in the last pay-per-view? The first time Hook's really worked a match with anybody, and he did it against uh, fucking the homeboy from, what you call it, from fucking 2.0. You know what I mean? It's it was they actually worked a little bit of a match. Homeboy got some offense in. Hook had to play defense. You need to do the same with Wardlow. You need to do the same. You have to give him guys who are willing to take him into a different perspective, a different limit. Josh Woods is the perfect start. He's the perfect start because he's a former pure champion multiple times over. He's a former MMA style fighter. He's a former MMA fighter. He has a different style. Let that style work with Wardlow and then let Wardlow show off the power. Says, I don't care about your skills, your black belt, your this belt, your that belt. Pull the belt out of your ass for all I care. I'm going to powerbomb you five times. Then you make a star. He gets beat. He's getting thrown around. He's getting stretched left ways from Sunday. But he's powering out of everything. He's not going for the ropes. He's not begging. He's not waiting for Josh to get off. He's powering out. Because here's the thing. Here's the truth. I'm hyping the shit out of Josh Woods, but he's a nobody. He's a nobody. But if you give him something worth a, 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 a style worth looking at, a style worth paying attention to, not, oh, I'm going to throw him in the corner, I'm going to hit five power bombs, and I'm going to go home and drink a beer. No, give me a match. You have, like, this guy started getting pop, more popular when he started having real matches with people. You got to have real matches. And it needs to start next week. Yeah, they're... they're- their biggest problem was Wardlow was one of their biggest guys on the roster. And in the build-up to the TNT title, he was squashing everybody with 200 power bombs. And that's so fine. Now that It was fine then, but now that he is champion, there's no competition. Exactly. Exactly. So then what you're telling me is your TNT fucking title roster is bullshit. It's a bunch of fucking well, nerds. Yeah, they're all little nerds. So it's like, no, 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 no. Come on. Make this thing fucking prestigious. Okay. I'm not saying go out there and fucking try to sign Cody away from WWE and do all this. I'm not fucking saying that. I'm just saying open it up. Wardlow can work if you fucking tell him to. So tell him. 
I need you to go out there. I need you to give me eight minutes. Eight minutes? You fucking heard me. Go out there and give me eight minutes. Make something mm. out of this. Don't go out there and kick him a couple of times, throw him against the rope, five power bombs. Don't give me 75 seconds. Go give me eight, nine minutes, but still be powerful. Take some moves, but still be powerful. Get beat up, but still win with a powerbomb symphony. It's going to make you more believable. Right now, you're just a, you're a giant monster again. I keep pointing to this fucking guy because that's what I see. I see a ward. I see a Goldberg. I see a Goldberg. And if they could wipe his record clean and start fresh, he'd have a fucking undefeated streak. But they can't. So this is what they're doing. And it's wrong. And Dead it, wrong. It doesn't help that they show him walking through backstage From, towards the ring and the crowd are chanting Ward low. I mean, hell, I did it when we were in <laughs> when we were in LA at the forum, you know. I I get it. But again, if I get it, they get it. And if they get it, and we've seen this old butt fucker on goddamn E, like it's you got to be just a little bit different. I'm not saying change at all. I'm not saying real, you know, remake him. Just give me more than what you're giving me. That's all I ask because that's all we need. I don't, again, I don't need a name change, a gear change, a music change, or this change, or that change. I just need to see more than a powerbomb symphony. That's it. He, uh, he needs somebody to work with. That, it, he, it, that's it. He got so popular because he was feuding with MJF, and MJF is the best fucking heel in the world. Exactly, exactly, and it and they drug it out and drug it out and drug it out and drug it out and drug it out, and then even though he squashed the fuck out of MJF, they played up to it to the point where it was either going to be that or MJF was going to win somehow, some way. But now he's a TNT champ. He knows he's better than everybody, but yet he's just walking through him like this. And then again, he was waiting for a real champion in the AEW, you know, world title picture. And we still haven't got one. So, I mean... Oh, yeah. Him up, sending him <laughs> he, to the big title ain't, ain't gonna happen no time soon. He was waiting for Punk to come back. Then Punk came back and... Shit hit got the hurt fan. Again. Chairs hit the face. Shit hit the fan. A steel bit Nick. <laughs> and somehow, someway, fucking Punk ended up with like a torn peck. Yeah. Which, going back to the theory that it could be a work... Hope it would be a great excuse for that surgery that he's been needing since the first fucking time he got injured. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's tore his pack now. He's going to be out for eight months. Fuck. You mean the thing he should have got repaired the last time? <laughs> right. Oh, he's going to get screwed more than the, the fat guy again. Oh, yeah. Fucking goddamn. I also like to think that that was a callback to when he uh, lost his shit with another fat guy on Raw years ago. That was actually, I think it was the same guy. He's got a problem with guys that are on the heavy side. <laughs> well, the ones that boo him anyway. Um, all of them. All of us. <laughs> Danielson and Page run it back. Um, yeah, are you kidding me? Run it back twice. Shit was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm, we were, it was one of those discussions where it was like, do we really need to rewatch this to clarify as a five? Because like, it's a five. And fucking when Harold's like, I think we got to rewatch that thing. I'm like, yeah, I think we might need to. 
Like that was definitely up there. It was definitely a top quality match. Um, I have to rewatch the draw, but right now I'm already saying it was better than the 60 minute draw. Ooh. You know what I mean? And that was a five. Oh yeah, that was definitely a five. That was like so, Hangman's best match ever. Oh yeah. Oh eh, yeah, that's the uh, best singles. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Um, I think the right person won because, like, I was worried about how Paige was going to be received when he came out. Same. Um, he he got a decent pop though. Yeah, but uh, not not like the Hangman pops we used to get. No, th- that's what I mean. There's some damage done, so I think Danielson going over was the best decision. Um, yeah. Also, if it leads to Danielson and Mox again for for the title, fucking do it. I think that's where we're where we're leading, and then on top of that, you're also going to be able to get uh, a third match out of Jericho and uh, and Danielson because now they're going to have a second one. Yeah. Which is obviously going to lead to a third. Unless Jericho wins it again, which I don't see him doing it. I mean, maybe they're pushing the fuck out of his new character. But then again, I don't know. I mean, he's, you know, what is it? He said he found the fountain of youth. And he talks about a Mexican re- Like, I love that he brought up a fucking old school Mexican wrestler and uh, his um, his quest to find the fountain of youth and how he could never find it. But I found it. And look at me now. And this and this and like, goddamn, Sammy's all distracted by his abs. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what you were saying. Look how sexy I am. I'm like, I hate that I love this, <laughs> but I love that I hate this in some ways. Chris Jericho lives in Jericho land. It's he. His his my his imagination is just <sighs> what Chris Jericho is. Michael Jackson of the wrestling world. <laughs> there it is. You're welcome. It's what it is, bro. It's what oh, it is. Sure. He 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 lives in his own world. It's fucking that, perfect. That's it. Jericho is gonna come out in the hat. Do, oh, don't you do it to me! Don't you do it to me! I'll fight. I'd I'd pop like a son of a bitch. You kidding me? Yeah. Um. Also, I kind of knew Hangman wasn't gonna go over because. For Hangman to win the title, that means he would have to go through Danielson, Jericho, and Moxley. And those are three veterans. And Hangman don't do veterans. No. Or he's not good against the vets. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm with the idea that it'll be, you know, uh, a BCC battle in its own. You know what I mean? Danielson versus Mox. I hate to say that if Mox wins it again, it'll be kind of lackluster. So that's why yeah. I'm leading towards Brian. I was thinking the same as as much as we just said, like Mox is the heart and soul of AEW. He clearly is so passionate about that title. Uh, I, I want to see it go to Danielson. Yeah. But then here's the other thing that nobody's remembering right now. Nobody's taking into context. We're in September. Yeah. That is... Excuse me. Four months away, Wrestle Kingdom, where Tony and everybody else, Gato, everybody has already confirmed there will be AEW stars at Wrestle Kingdom. Hell yeah. So the, so the question lies who's taking the belt to Japan? Because if it's fucking Brian, are you, if it's Brian, whew. 
Brian and Okada, Brian and Shingo, Brian and Tanahashi. I could fucking go on and on and on. The amount Brian and Ishii. Oh God. <laughs> oh God, his Wait, brain um, is fucked. What, what night does Okada face the champ? One or two? Two. So if he faced Danielson on night one, they both fuck their necks up. <laughs> fuck it. Let's fucking ride, Jack. Let's fucking ride, baby. <laughs> oh man. Either yeah. way, I think we're winning with this tournament. Like, I don't see a bad option. I don't. I mean, does it suck that it's like we just got Kenny back and all this? Like, yes, there is a bitter pill to swallow in this entire situation. Like, there, there's no denying that. That's something we all need to understand and uh, get over. I'm going to say it like that because that's the fact. That's the truth right now. Yeah, We can't dwell on this. It's time to get over it. These guys want to act like fucking children. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. Like we need to focus on the now and on the product at hand. And on the product at hand right now, we got a badass in Wardlow. We have a nice world title tournament happening. We just crowned trios champs. Women's division's hot. I mean, well, Storm's looking good for the title. That's what I'm saying. Like this was as old school as an AEW show I've seen since the four oh. dailies, since before the pandemic. Last night was great, and this is the thing about wrestling when they're back is against the wall and they're under pressure they produce amazing shows triple h did it bringing nxt over to smackdown yep um hell tony khan when you have fucking four champions crowned and you got to get rid of them and your major stories and you're this and he knew how to flip it yeah unfortunately he had to cut mox's vacation but hey he made it work there was that other time half the raw roster got covid and smackdown came in to save the day and it was a great show there you go. So when the pressure's there, that's when the creative side comes out. So this is why we love AEW existing, because look what it's done to WWE. I mean, may- maybe not directly, but it's definitely been an influence that, you know, the market is shrinking. We need to get more creative. And mm-hmm. WWE is better than it's been in years. That's right. Yeah, Fans are not just going to watch the same old bullshit every, every day because it's a habit. Some will. I mean, hey, that's why we had but, that shit for so many. Years. But again, but as as much as you're right and as much as you hit the nail on the head, when you as the fucking company notice those numbers shrink and you're like, who's only one? It's your super diehards that are watching you. The guys that, you know, it's five o'clock on a Monday. Click on goes fucking, you know, uh, raw. And that's my thing. You know, that's. You were losing people. That's why AEW grew that fast. That's why New Japan in America was growing fast. That's why the indie scene was growing fast again. Because you lost momentum. You lost viewership. And now you're regaining it back in a hurry. And you're noticing, shit, we could have did this a long time ago. Yeah. Why do you Why do you think like the, the Attitude Era is so talked about to this day? Because there was pressure from WCW to WWE. And there was pressure from WWE to WCW. So they both... Mm-hmm. Had to pull out all the shit. Exactly. I mean, to the point where Eric Bischoff would talk shit about WWF every goddamn Nitro. Every until, Nitro. Until it backfired. Yep. <laughs> until he's like, nobody wants to see mankind win. What the fuck? Mankind's yes, we gonna fucking win. do. <laughs> I'm watching right now. I remember changing <laughs> the channel on my damn self. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, you never told me that, dick shit. Click. 
Yeah, the the internet didn't really exist properly back then, people. So there weren't there weren't any spoilers for pre taped shows. No, you want let me paint let me paint the picture for you. I was sitting in my living room back when my parents uh, we lived in an apartment and we had one of them big old fucking bubble TVs in the front, big ass back and everything with a big long remote. And I remember on the remote, and that's the thing that kills me about a lot of these remotes. They don't have it no more. Especially because a lot of people don't have the cable, the regular cable no more. There was a button on there that said last. And what it was is if you knew what channels you were going to, you could just hop back and forth. I remember having that motherfucking programmed every Monday. (laughs) And I just, mankind's about to click. I hit that button so fucking fast, boy, I tell you what. And to see... Everything. The pop after he won half the locker room clears the whole everything. I think that's when I kind of stopped watching Nitro like on a regular. I was like, well, this show looks more fun. I I don't get that about TVs. How the fuck did we go from these giant ass fucking TVs to like paper thin and it's more technologically advanced? LEDs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I could give you the real answer right there. Plus, LEDs. it doesn't overheat. Oh, yeah. No heat coming out of them. That's the best part. Because I remember them motherfuckers used to get hot. Used yeah. to get hot. And then the fucking static on the screen. You'd be like, oh, so kind of dirt on the screen. And, and you were, feel the static on your hand. Like, huh? Zap. They were fucking heavy. Oh, yeah. You'd throw your back out moving them motherfuckers. No wonder they killed Stu and Scream. Mm-hmm. Bam. Um, there's one piece of dynamite that I've skipped over, but I'll explain why in a little bit. So finally, main event, Danny Garcia um gets a big, big win. Another great uh, match. Another great match. Pure rules, um, defeating Wheeler Yuda for the pure title. It felt like a big fun. moment. Oh, he's um, huge. And to have Brian come out too. And just, like, congratulate him, hand him the title and everything. Beautiful. Well, yeah, you're keeping that story going of the idea of a kid. You're a pro wrestler, in my mind, not a sports entertainer. And then on top of that, you had Jericho, like, you son of a bitch. You That's shook my boy. Hand. You get away from my boy. Get away from my boy. <laughs> so, it's, but, I mean, it, it's great because you're playing up that story. You're playing up this story. And that was, again, if we're talking about things AEW does really well, it is is telling stories long-term stories long-term um rocking all right let's go into the a to b of retro rewind smr podcast network you should be listening all right people so the, the gimmick the fun stuff about retro rewind being back is well the editing part was hard so it's actually going to drop on Friday. I totally spaced on everything. I was like, hey, how come my show's not up on fucking Spotify yet? And then I look and I see my uh, Audacity win- window like open. And I'm like, oh, crap. I must not have you know edited it yet, which I haven't. So it's going to probably drop tomorrow. But uh, what I can tell you is I shockingly enjoyed our return episode, which was Survivor Series 1996, which you can easily find on the Peacock Network. Um, it finished with the uh, Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship, 
And obviously we had a lot of Survivor Series, but these were elimination matches. So these were four-on-four elimination matches, not like the Survivor Series team bullshit like back in the day. So we had a lot of four-on-four matches. Uh, The best one of the night, uh, believe it or not, was actually... uh, Where the fuck did you go? Where did you go? Here we go. Oh, here we go. Okay. Because it was the debut of Rocky Maivia, by the way. For those who are already like, well, what are you talking about? Jake the Snake Roberts, Mark Marrow, Rocky Maivia, and the Stalker beat the team of Crush, Goldust, Jerry Lawler, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Shockingly fun match. I gave it a three and a quarter. Rocky Maivia with the goddamn crazy hair. It blew my mind to see the kid again. It reminded me that I remember when I first saw him, I was like, is that goddamn Prince Iakea? No, it's not Prince Iakea. And they just look a whole hell of a lot alike. Um, also... The the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Bret Hart Steve Austin match. I want to say I gave it a four and a quarter. I can't find my rating on it right now, which makes me weirded out. Which means I probably fucking wrote it somewhere else. Anyway, that's not the point. The fact is, is that one was a banger, and yeah, this was actually a fun show to review. I'm glad Retro's back. Uh, I cannot wait to get back to Nitros though. I've been wanting to yell at Nick Patrick forever, so. This is going to be fun. So, yeah, check out tomorrow when this show should drop in its entirety. Survivor Series 96, if you want to go rewatch and relive the glory. And then, you know, of course, back every Monday. All right. And now it is time for the geek. Oh, man. For the geek of the week. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking head with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck geek. Jesus Christ. I've, um... Good luck. In all my years of doing, uh, calling people geeks and nerds and dweebs and the whole shibbiggity-bang, um, never did I once think I'd be calling out these four gentlemen, but... The Geeks of the Week, besides uh, Ace Steel, is CM Punk, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Again, if this is a work, baby, hey, call me a big mouth bass because I'm hooked line. I mean, I'm on your line, baby. I'm fucking, I, I, I took the bait. But if this is not a work, you guys are the fucking biggest geeks I've ever goddamn seen. You just won the trios titles. Okay, you were just crowned AEW champion. I mean, again, I understand you hurt yourself again. But you did this whole thing really need to get that big, big of a fucking deal? Or could you have just relinquished the belt from being hurt because that's, you know, you're an older guy? It's fine. We understand. We can get it. I mean, it sucks. It breaks our heart. But we understand. You know, Kenny, you just came back, homie. Like, you've been gone three weeks. And I understand if the Bucks are going to go into a fight, I'm not going to, you know, not back down. But I'm also going to say this. Where the fuck was Cutler at? I mean, you the childhood best friend. If you're not in there fucking taking the heat for fucking Kenny, dude, where the what, like what's going on around here? I just I don't know. It's <sighs> normally I make fun of the geeks because they said something stupid, or you know maybe they they were a dumb Bust. character this week. But this was as high school as high school can be, and because of that, the cool kids are the geek of the week. Uh, I don't think it could have been anybody else this week. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe Tony for not doing anything. If I really wanted yeah. to add anybody. But, I mean, at the same time, 
just like fucking Jr. said, it at uh, the dark side of the ring um, with the uh, the the, pl- the plane ride from hell. I'm not supposed to be babysitting grown men. And the same thing, like I said, as much as Tony's right there and he can give you know fucking punk a nudge or this or that, he ain't responsible for grown men. Y'all wow. motherfuckers is grown. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned the plane ride from hell because I was gonna and I forgot. Like, let's. The people that are like using this as an excuse to jab AEW, let's not forget about WWE's plane ride from hell, or Brock throwing the title at Vince, or Jericho squaring up to Brock. About to say, dude, you're talking about like fucking heat in the back. Didn't Sean and Britt like have a oh, throwdown? <laughs> okay, didn't um, didn't I think it was a Kurt Henning and 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 Angle or somebody, Kurt Henning and somebody. Oh, that was on the plane. But I mean, like. Well, Brett clocked Vince. Exactly. I was going to say the fucking Brett clocked Vince. Like, there's been animosity in the locker rooms before. This is nothing new to the world of professional wrestling. It's just, I want to say, and I'm going to say it like this, unlike the WWE, there's no taker. There's no old head in the locker room to say, what the fuck are you guys doing? And And that's right there. Number fucking one, what AEW is truly missing is a is an old head that say, uh-uh, 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 cut the shit. So that's where I'm like, where the fuck was Dustin at? I do think Dustin we're getting there with, uh, with Marks and Danielson. Well, I mean, again, they. Well, I'm sure it's because they've seen it. They've it's seen Regal. it on the other side. Regal can do it. Like now listen here, the... sunshine. Oh, first off, <laughs> Sorry, I don't sir. give a, like, I, yep, my bad. <laughs> I apologize. Want me to shake his hand? All right. You get like, I'm not fucking with the old man. I'm not doing it. So I just, come on, like, come on, man. Just bad. Uh, let's let's just be grateful that we didn't have another Bruiser Brody situation. Whew. Seriously. Talking about fights backstage. I mean, and they were just mad at him because he was getting over in their country. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, oh, he's spreading lies kind of thing. It was like a, hey, you're bringing in business for us. Let's kill him. What? There's a dark side of the ring for you. Seriously. But I mean, that's the other fun thing, too. It's people are already turning in, in this into like a dark side of the ring trailer. And I was like, first off, I would watch the shit out of that. I, I got to say, the trailer looked good, but please sync the fucking audio. It's not that difficult. Yeah, it's not. It's really not that hard, people. <laughs> it's like two seconds out. I'm like, what? Come on. Um, all right, on to slightly better stuff. The bestler of the week. <laughs> so this is why I didn't talk about any of this part from AEW because match of the night on Sunday and they should have fucking won plain and simple. The acclaimed best of the week. Let's go. Like Tony. Like you, you've had some shit for not dealing with this situation with the media scrum but how do you not put the acclaimed over in that match when they're all I get it we're probably going to get the rematch and they're probably going to win. Oh yeah. But fuck was that Chicago crowd hot for the acclaimed. They were. And that's and that was what I was saying the exact same thing. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to. You have to capitalize on the on the on the appeal on the heat. 
and Tony decided not to, and he's going to wait it out. We're going to wait three weeks. It's going to happen in New York, but it's like, come on. Why do we have to wait? Why do we need to wait? It's right there. It's prime time. I mean, it's prime fucking time, baby. And instead, we're, we're going to wait it out. But it's, it's fine. It sucks, but it's fine. And I get like people are saying, well, just because the crowd was hot for him doesn't mean they have to call an audible. No, but it, yes, it, it was obvious to us from be, from the beginning that they were going to go over. That's the you way know, it yeah. seemed. It's definitely how it seemed. And I understand, you know, just because the crowd's hot doesn't mean, okay, hey, call the audible, call the audible. But there's a difference between a crowd being hot for a team for one night and a, cr- and a crowd being on the side of a team for the last month. Oh, yeah. And I mean really on their side. I mean, really, really, like, the, the acclaimed has gotten them. They went from annoying as shit to really tolerable to fucking hilarious to absolutely completely over. Yeah. Absolutely completely over. And they made fucking Billy Gunn. They made Billy Gunn a fucking a, a cool guy again. That motherfucker ain't been cool since fucking 99. Oh, jeez. Cute kip. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking sick dude. My man ain't been cool for 23 years. And now fucking daddy ass is fucking over like nobody's business, baby. Like you, nobody's business. People are buying Billy Gunn's t-shirts. Scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> I could take a double XL. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Acclaim should have won. And it definitely was match of the night on Sunday. And, uh... They better win those friggin' titles at Grand Slam. They absolutely better. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Wait, where's Max Caster from? He's from Long Island. Perfect. I was going to say he's from New York. There you go. Hometown pop. There it is, baby. Hometown pops are the best. And it's in a stadium. Arthur Ashe. So, there we go. Um, Again, don't forget to stick around at the end of the show, um, because I will address... The Walker and the Phoenix. So thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Match Wrestling UK at the Captain512 and at SMRPodnet. Right. Check out the website, MaxRassing.net. Don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. You'll notice there's no way to talk down because nobody was fucking talking back. So yeah. you can still get Moses on TikTok. Absolutely. <laughs> See, see if you reply to those ones instead. Oh, I, sh- I will. I tend to. TikToking, TikToking, TikTok is going to become a, a, another thing again, a thing that I will have to get back on. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Um, on that mobile device. I was about to say, and then Doc Brown over here wants to just get at me before we got to go back in time. But no, that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, a, we'll get back to this all, is, is what I'm driving at. You know what I mean? So, yes, um, retro. It's back. Everybody loves retro. TikTok will come back. We got to get back on the TikTok. Get back to the comments. You know the whole everything. It's it was finding the time. People finding the time was not the easiest, but the time has been found. Schedules have been made. Things will be a changing. Right, right, right. Um, is that is is there uh, anything else to plug? I was, oh, I was, was going to let you in. Uh, I was about to say, if, if we're going to just <laughs> waltz right into the plugs here, 
that's my own bad. Um, no, like I said, we got retro dropping. Like I said, make sure it's probably going to be dropping tomorrow. It's worst case Saturday at the absolute latest. But again, Survivor Series 1996 is recorded. It's in the books. It's going to hit your listening devices soon as can be. I'm going to do the best I can to follow up that Monday, Tuesday with the next one, which is going to be Raw Nitro from the following week. I want to say it's going to be like November the 21st, 22nd, I believe is the date or no, uh, no, the 20th is the date. So keep the lookout for that one. Bolt rant is going to be a tad bit behind. Everything is going to drop tomorrow and Friday. I'm sorry, tomorrow and Saturday. So there's going to be a game preview. There's going to be a quick roster peak, the whole everything. So anybody who's been waiting, dying for all that, it's coming this weekend because the NFL season starts this weekend. Uh, also, before I go, these are not my plugs, but really quickly, uh, congratulations to Pat McAfee. He will be stepping away from the commentary booth from SmackDown, which is quite unfortunate, but he's taking a full-time job with the college game day with part of ESPN. So this guy went from being a punter in the NFL to a comedian to a dude who has a podcast to being the most over thing in WWE to now he's gone full circle and he's going to be a commentator in the college football ranks. Lastly, starting November the 21st, both the new Japan tag league and super junior tag league will start. So expect to see FTR head to Japan in the next month. Top guys. Top guys flying out. Um, and also congratulations to Michael Cook, who uh, defied the odds to become one of the three predictions champions on Saturday for Clash of the Castle. Yeah. And then was the only survivor for the 14-15 match marathon at All Out to remain Let's predictions go. champion. So, great weekend go. for Cookie. Um, man. With that said, join us next week for more, hopefully more on the uh, the fallout to all out. But uh, in the meantime, you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And since Michael Cole fucked it up in Cardiff, allow me to say it. No star. Goddamn Michael Cole fucking it up. Captain, what is your response to Travis Anderson's comments last week? <clears throat> I don't know why I have to justify myself when all I've ever tried to do is present people with an entertaining product. I'm the only one that's been in this seat day in, day out for seven and a half years. I'm always here. Kingpin, I haven't seen him since I resurrected him a year ago. Demon S, Nicola, was she a promo slam? No, she wasn't. Phoenix, last week, Throne Zone, was he there? No. And guess what? He's not going to be there next week either. Then you got the Walker. Got bowed up last week because I call myself the Dragon King. Talking about I'm too afraid to face him one-on-one -on -one and that's why I added Chad to promo series. Last I checked, we were going to go one-on-one -on -one at promo slam. And last I checked, I showed up. It's not my fault he was too sick to challenge me. Let me tell you why I added Chad to the match of promo series. It's not because I'm afraid to face Travis one-on-one. -on -one. It's because if he doesn't show up, at least I'll have someone to beat. Even if it is my own goddamn lawyer. And these are the type of people that I have to justify myself to. You, scum-sucking high school paper journalists... 
want me to justify myself to you. Well, fuck you, fuck him, and fuck everybody that's got a problem with the captain. Any other questions? What do you have to say in response to the Phoenix's allegations? <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. My problem with the Phoenix is I wanted to bring a guy to the top that did not want to see me at the top. You call it jealousy, you can call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My rivalry with the Phoenix ended long before Promo Slam. It ended the day I beat him for that world championship 160 days ago. And it's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this on my own time. The show's over. I'm on my own time. I am a grown-ass adult man, and I have to confirm or deny whether or not I attacked someone from behind. Well, let me say this. I did not attack Phoenix at Promo Slam. Did I attack him at the Rumble? Yeah. Because he had the world title, and I wanted it. Now I've got it. He points the finger at me because he was hit with a gavel. Like, I'm the only person in the world that has a gavel. Guess what? You can get them on Amazon for 15 fucking 50. I know because I did. The fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible journalists that couldn't write a fucking spot the dog book and they spread lies and bullshit and put into the media that I attacked someone when I have fuck all reason to is embarrassing. Do not care who he calls out, who he fights, who he doesn't fight. I care about jury business. And if you're not on the jury, you're not on my case. The fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. Okay, I think we need uh, to... No, uh... no, you know what? Fuck it. If Phoenix wants to point the finger at me so badly, and if Travis thinks I'm afraid to fucking face someone one-on-one, -on -one, here. Phoenix, I'm defending that world championship against you in two weeks at Max Wrestling Summer's End. If I'm guilty of attacking you at Promo Slam, then the title is yours. But when I am found not guilty, I want everybody to stand up and applaud me as the longest fucking reigning world champion and the one motherfucker that takes this shit to the max every single week. And yes, Dave, you can print that.